Hi there, I'm Caitlin Soule, and I'm an author, I'm a therapist, I'm a mom to three kids, and I'm also a bit of a hot mess human. I know you don't have a ton of time, so I want to dive right into topics each week that matter the most to you. Listen in as I fly solo and bring on some amazing guests to have conversations intended to help modern women say yes to their own imperfect personal growth and evolution. We'll talk honestly about all the things that matter the most to us, like motherhood, career, relationships, overcoming anxiety, intimacy, so we can steer towards a life led by our values instead of our fear. Cheers. Hello. Good morning. Well, at least it's good morning for me here on Sunday morning, the day before this podcast will be released. Um, And I just wanted to share a really quick um, resourceful podcast episode for this week. I have been really inconsistent with recording and I have to be honest there, you know, I pushed pause on the podcast for a while and then I get so many emails from wonderful people, you know, whether they're pitching to be on my podcast themselves or their, their agent is pitching them. And I get all these incredible guests that want to come on and, um, you know, just when I'm kind of ready to throw in the towel on the podcast for a while, because it's a lot of work, um, especially when you're recording episodes with other people. Um, and then, you know, creating the assets, you know, posting about it on social media, writing the show notes. Um, I'm a one woman show right now. And so it's just a lot of work, but then I get those emails or I have an idea and I just feel really drawn to like share it with you. And so, I'm going to allow myself to do that today without making a big production of it or really planning um, necessarily what episode comes next and just sit here with you like I used to, um, literally on my bed and talk to you um, about panic attacks today. And so my kind of like vision with this podcast, this episode and and some others before, whether it be through conversations I have with specialists um, you know, whether they're authors or whether they're other um, people in the field of um, health and wellness or psychology, is that like you're just scrolling through these episodes and you're like, yeah, you know what, that one, I I need to hear about that today or I would love to find out more about that or um, I need some more tools for this thing that I'm struggling with or this thing that my partner or my child seems to be struggling with. And then you listen. And so it's real simple. Um, It's another resource that I want to put out there in the world without, um, that I have put out there in the world for the last couple of years without you feeling like you have to go read an entire book, which reading is great, or, uh, you know, um, enlist the help of an expert paid for. So this is just a free resource for you. Okay. I'm going to stop talking about that because I could go on and on about what this podcast has meant to me and just the different changing seasons of it and, and how I'm feeling kind of (laughs) obviously, um, uh, not confused, but a little bit like, do I keep going? Do I not keep going? What should I do with this? I have never made a dime from this podcast. I'm just going to be fully honest with you. Um, and that's mostly because I just haven't, um, I don't know how to get, I haven't put the time and energy or had the time and energy to look into getting like sponsorships and um, maybe that's, maybe that's what's next for me so that I could actually afford to keep going and doing this in a way that allows me to put the time and space into it that I want to. Okay, but let's jump into this very um, quick sort of um, guide-ish, let's call it a guide-ish on what to do 
when you or your loved one, whether it's your partner, your child, your friend, is in the throes of a panic attack. I'll be right back with that. Hi friends, I just wanted to take a quick little pause in the podcast to share with you some exciting news. My book, A Little Less of a Hot Mess, The Modern Mom's Guide to Growth and Evolution is finally out in the world. You can order it on Amazon or anywhere else you order books. You can also pop into your local bookstore and request a copy if they don't carry the book. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. It really is an incredible resource that I put together in hopes to empower you to care for your mental health by learning to say yes to you and claiming your identity as a mother and so much more. Okay, so I get this um, question a lot when I'm um, in the therapy room, when I'm working with parents of children who struggle with panic or anxiety. And by the way, most of the time they realize they've struggled with it too throughout their life. And so they're learning alongside their children. I also um, have experienced this in my own life when people that I love are struggling with panic or when I'm struggling with panic. And I'm recognizing from a sort of cerebral level, like on a logical level, what I need to hear in the moment um, versus what I'm getting. Um, For example, I love my husband and you all know that because I talk about him a lot, but, um, but he's not a real like, mm, how do I say this? He is very different than I am in the sense that like I really don't believe he's experienced one ounce of anxiety in his life other than like performance related anxiety or like pretty typical worry. And I don't mean to undermine or underestimate his experience, but I he's just like a non-anxious person. And I'm I'm jealous of that in so many ways, but he doesn't understand what it feels like to struggle with anxiety and or to have a panic attack. As a firefighter, he responds to a lot of panic, right? So there's people who end up, and if you've had panic attacks, you know how real this is. People who end up going to the hospital or calling 911 because they think they're having a heart attack. So he's helped people like calm down in those moments. But when it comes to me and I'm thinking back to like this time when I really, um, I struggled with panic attacks my senior year of high school And then they sort of went away or I guess I just stuffed them down or who knows, maybe um, there was so much else going on in my college years and my 20s, like partying, having fun, all the things, all the distractions that kind of kept them at bay and not a very healthy way. Um, But then, you know, flash forward to years later, I've got three kids, the pandemic hits, I have a full-time private practice. Some of you know this story already, but I started suffering with really bad panic attacks. So I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I just was like, not even constantly anxious throughout the day. Like it was just mostly would hit me like from 5 p.m. 5 p.m. through the night. And I would swear that I was like, um, that I was dying and I need to go to the hospital. And my husband was just, I, I stopped saying it. I stopped, like, I, I started recognizing, obviously, this is panic. And so I started using my own tools um, and eventually got on medication, as I've also shared. But my husband's response to that was always, like, we'd be laying in bed at night and he would just, I'd be, like, rolling around, kind of, like, uncomfortable, trying to get settled. And I would just kind of test it out. Like, hey, like, oh, like, I'm feeling really anxious. It was almost, I was looking for reassurance. And his response was always like, you're fine. Like, you're good. You're fine. Um, and it was almost the, um, like, which in some ways, I guess, was helpful. But at first, it was helpful, because like, 
you know, reassurance always works for like a certain amount of time. Um, but then after a while it became, I felt just dismissed and like, Oh gosh, he thinks I'm crazy. Here I go again. Um, anyway, so here's what we should do. We can do when our loved ones are having a panic attack and you can apply this to yourself as well. If you struggle with panic, um, note before I jump into the six steps, uh, this is not therapy. Um, this cannot replace therapy, blah, 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 caveat, right? Um, okay. So what to do when you're having a panic attack? Um, in many ways, this is a what not to do or when your loved one's having a panic attack. Step one, do not tell them to, to relax. Do not tell them it's just panic. Do not tell them, um, you're fine. You're fine. Or there's nothing to freak out about. Totally not helpful. I know that seems obvious, but it's not obvious to a lot of people. Um, because we, in, in like the best, I think coming from a place of really good intention, we want to help our people feel better. So we jump right into, like I was saying, you know, that reassurance mode, or, um, we get uncomfortable with their big feelings and, and, almost like when our toddler is screaming and having a fit, we, it's harder for us, right? To just like hear that discomfort. And we want to jump in and fix the discomfort. That is very much human nature. And we want to work against that here. So the most paramount thing here is in the first step, just be there with them. Maybe that's laying with them and rubbing them, their back. Maybe that's, that's just like you taking a couple deep breaths yourself to model that breathing, Maybe it's just holding their hand, um, whatever kind of touch or like presence feels fitting, uh, just be there with them. Just let them know I'm here. I'm here with you and I'm not going anywhere. One thing I really like to say um, when I'm working with my clients and giving them some tools and something I've learned to say for myself is this, this will end, this will pass it will rise and fall. And we'll talk more about that in step six, which is the education piece. Um, but education can't happen in the middle of a panic attack. In the throes of a panic attack, we are in fight or flight mode. We are not in uh, capacity or space to learn or understand anything really on a logical level. So we really just have to show our people, our person that we're there with them and we're present and they're safe and we're not going anywhere. And little sort of cues like this will pass, this will rise and then this will fall. Real simple, basic information may actually get through to them. But again, most importantly, it's just that you're sitting there with them or laying there with them, being there. I'm here, I am not going anywhere you are safe and a couple deep breaths to model. And then step two really kind of goes into like feeding off of step one, which is do not escalate or try to fix them, right? So escalating can be, escalating panic attacks could, could involve like really trying to um, give too much reassurance. Like you're fine, it's fine, nothing, everything's okay. You're fine, right? That sort of like panicky response in you witnessing their panic, it will actually escalate their panic attack because, and you know, one theory is it sends the message to the brain, to their brain, that you're like through your panicked response, it's sending a message to them and their brain that this is actually not safe, it's out of control, and even you can't handle being with their unsafe feelings. So 
don't escalate and don't try and fix. As I said before, trying to fix it, tell them, tell them what to do in the moment. Like, Hey, you'll be fine. Just, just go for a walk or, um, just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. Right. Or, um, there's nothing to worry about here. I'm gonna, I don't know, or in the middle, like you need to see a therapist. Anything that's too, um, fixy is just not going to be helpful. They can't even hear it or take it in. And then it just, at that point feels like, um, condescending and, um, yeah, just really unhelpful. Step three, don't ask them why in the throes of a panic attack. What's making you panic? What triggered this? Um, why are you acting this way? I mean, I know some of this stuff seems obvious. So you might not say it like, why are you acting this way? But like, what's making you so upset? Like, did I say something? Did I do something? Um, you know, did you have too much caffeine again? Don't try and find the why in the moment. I'm going to go back to one, right? Just be with them. Be with them. Panic attacks actually last relatively, um, they're actually relatively short. I don't know the exact amount of time, but I believe most panic attacks just like last for a couple minutes. And I know that they can feel like they go on and on, but the height of them, the real heightened experience of the panic, like at its worst, is only really a few minutes, maybe 15 minutes at the max. And then you will have some residual anxiety after that kind of buzzy feeling like something's wrong, but you don't really know what's wrong, or you may have that. But the actual like terrible part of the panic attack, typically, if it's truly panic, right, lasts, you know, only up until about 15 minutes. And I know that still sounds really long, but just it won't last forever. And I think that's important when we go into the education piece to know. So I think, you know, not asking them why, step three, I'll write all these steps in the show notes, by the way, so you can just kind of go back and screenshot them. Step four, do do help them breathe. And But here's where I said, like, don't say just breathe. I want you to actually model that breathing by you taking a deep breath in, you know, maybe even putting your hand on your belly or your heart and letting your breath rise and fall. Um, When we want to physiologically calm our body down, it's important. You can hear your kid, my kids screaming in the background. Sorry. It's important that we physiologically, um, what am I saying? Oh, it's important that we breathe in a way that's actually allowing, like it's actually triggering a calm response. So what that really means is taking a deep breath in and letting your belly fill with air, making sure you're not all doing it through the chest, right? And then exhaling for longer. So it's like, you know, some people do like four seconds in, four seconds out. I like to do four seconds in, in the inhale and a six second count out. So you can just actually start doing that, like co-regulating with them. So if they see you doing it, they're much more likely to do it themselves. Then later in the education piece, you can talk about that. And then five, um, reminding them that they're safe. And I kind of alluded to that or I talked about that in step one, which is being there with them and saying, you're safe. I'm here. I'm right here with you. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. And that's... A simple thing to say or do so don't overcomplicate it step six and this is important this is later this says do later <laughs> after the fact you know maybe later that day when they've calmed they've come out of that panicky state um maybe it's okay if they still have the edge of anxiety because we don't know when that's going to go away right there's 
anxiety can last as, as we know, unfortunately for days, weeks, um, or some senses of anxiety, like that buzzy feeling is a really good way to describe it. So share with them some education about panic attacks. And if you don't know a lot about panic attacks, well, I'm here to tell you, but, um, there's so many resources online about like, in facts about panic attacks, be careful where you get the info. Cause like, you'll run into, and I'm not saying these things aren't true, but you'll run into these like really simplistic views of panic attacks that try and tell you like, you know, that a certain diet will help or, um, a certain, um, what are they called? Essential oil will help. I, I love those, those like things, but they don't fix the problem. There may be helpful pieces of it. Um, but I've yet to see in my years of being a therapist or studying anxiety and panic, a single person who has truly been healed by one, for example, essential oil or one change in their diet. Um, I really think that when it comes to dealing with panic, those things can be a part of it. But here's what's essential. It's essential that we tell that we help people understand that panic rises and falls, it will end, it cannot last forever. That panic can be triggered by an event and also it can come out of the blue. In fact, more commonly than not, panic attacks, people who struggle with panic attacks or maybe even have panic disorder, which is um, classified as having like more than a certain amount of panic attacks in a certain amount of months. Um, So frequent panic attacks would be panic disorder. Panic attacks are really common. In fact, most every one of us will have at least one or two in our lifetime. Also, they're highly treatable. I've given you some steps here, but they're highly treatable through therapy and by using medication. Sometimes people just need therapy. Sometimes people um, also need medication. Both things are valid. I will say that I don't think just medication alone, while it might be helpful to decrease the symptoms of panic, I know that myself because um, going on for me, it was Lexapro. I'm not like shouting out to Lexapro. That's just what's helped me. Going on Lexapro really, really, I mean like a world of difference, like stopped my panic attacks essentially, like or stopped the the physical effects of my panic attacks. But I still struggled with anxiety. So I still needed those tools, those tools that I that I already had and that, that I teach other people, but I needed them reflected back to me in my own therapy process. So therapy, medication, anxiety is the most common mental health issue that we have in America, maybe in the world. I don't know. I didn't, I, I just know from the American, uh, um, anxiety, the American and depression association of America, the ADAA, that anxiety is the number one mental health issue in America. And also hear this part, the most highly treatable. So there's so much hope. So I think those are some, just a few facts to know about, um, panic attack, a quick review. They can't last forever. They rise and they fall. They are not dangerous. That's another one. They feel really dangerous and uncomfortable. We may feel like um, we can't breathe or we're having a heart attack, Um, but none of those things are actually true. It's our body just going into um, fight or flight mode. It's our body responding as though there is a threat in front of us, even though there isn't. So they feel really bad, but they aren't actually dangerous. Yeah, they're dangerous for our mental health because they become really distressing after a while, especially when we have a lot of them. But in the moment, we aren't going to die from a panic attack. And then 
the last piece um, is that they're really common and they're highly treatable. And so if you have a loved one or a friend or you yourself are struggling quite a bit with panic attacks, I will say this, like, what are you waiting for, right? Like if, if these, these kind of like, you've done some reading about it, you've tried some tools and it's still not working, check out some therapy, get in touch with a therapist who specializes in anxiety disorders. Um, especially if it's just anxiety that you think is your main issue, I would really, um, go for a therapist who, um, uses cognitive behavioral therapy or acceptance and commitment therapy. Um, I know a lot of people have been into, um, uh, neurofeedback and that seems to be another evidence-based treatment that's been really helpful. So there's lots of tools out there and I really think just being aware that you don't have to suffer alone is the most important piece. So be there for your people, be there for yourself. You're worth it. You deserve it. And if you're looking for some more tools that, you know, outside of your individual therapy or outside of therapy period, I do have a lot on my website, um, wellnotesforher.com or caitlinsule.org. I have a whole resource section where I've had lots of podcast episodes related to anxiety. I also have a free um, downloadable workbook that you can work through your anxiety. I have an anxiety pep talk you can download. Oh yeah, and a crash course on how to cope with anxiety. Okay, I gotta go because as you can hear, the kids have arrived in my room. Lots of love, we'll talk soon. loves just a quick note to thank you again for listening to this podcast and for all of your support some further ways you can support me in this work and being able to continue to produce this podcast are by leaving my podcast a review on apple podcasts believe it or not that matters having better reviews and more ratings helps me continue to get the high quality guests that i want to be able to get for this podcast also if you haven't already grab a copy of a little less of a hot mess You can do that on Amazon or anywhere you buy books. You can also go to your local bookstore or library and request that they order a copy. Lastly, I want to leave you with this. By sharing about this podcast in the book and having brave conversations about mental health and motherhood, we are changing the future, not just for ourselves, but for our children. And that's pretty freaking awesome. Cheers. Mm -hmm.